Hello and welcome to this, the inaugural edition of the podcast, Like Trees Walking. We have an exciting show today. I am Mike Nelson and with me is Dave Berge. Hello, Dave. Hi. Say hi, but don't introduce yourself because I'm saving that for later. This is a tease. Oh, what? <laughs> this is a great tease. <laughs> so all you know is that there's a guy named Mike and a guy named Dave. Ooh. The mystery. Who knows what could happen? Yes. Let me run you through what we have for this podcast. Today, we are going to wrestle with and try to give the Christian perspective on the biggest and most important question in the universe. And then after that, the shocking secret behind our mysterious podcast title, which, to remind you, is Like Trees Walking. So think about it, but don't cheat and look on the internet, and we'll tell you later. And then finally, the exciting game that is only comprised of lightning rounds. Thank you for that sound effect, Dave. And Dave, by the way, you will be playing that lightning round. I will be administering the questions. Are you excited about that? I cannot wait. All right. Well, let's begin the show. First of all, who are we, Dave? Explain yourself. I will uh, explain my presence here. Just try to justify my presence Please uh, do. here. So uh, I am Dave Berge. Mm-hmm. I am the uh, pastor of City of Lakes Covenant Church. Pastor. What yes. is that word? No, let, let's assume they know that. Okay, go yes, on. I'm yes. sorry. So, and, and I'm a church planter, which might be a little more complicated, uh, which basically is just means that I'm the founding pastor of this congregation that's only existed since October of 2013 in some form. So, uh, so, uh, um, so I'm a, not just a pastor. I'm someone You're who's, a founding pastor. I'm a founding pastor. I started something. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I started that. Uh, um, uh, and so I've been doing that since October of 2013. Um, before that, I was in Southern California in a lovely little town called Ojai. I know Ojai. Yes. I yeah. lived in Southern California as well, but we're not wow, talking about Not about me. you yet. No, yeah, yeah, not o- yet. And Ojai is famous for the movie. Um, it's got Emma Stone in it. Oh. Uh... Easy. Easy A. Yes, yeah. It was filmed entirely in location in Ojai, California. And in fact, the church where I was, where I worked at uh, when I was in California, uh, one of the locations for the film was this church, Ojai Presbyterian Church. And so they filmed a scene there, and some of the money they got for being a location, they used to pay for me to move from uh, uh, New Jersey, where I was in seminary, uh, Princeton Theological Seminary, to... Southern California, so I indirectly, or I guess directly, benefited from the filming of Easy A in Ohio, I'd like California. to think that you not only, I think the inverse is, is true as well, that you are responsible for the movie, that things all work together in a uh, synergistic way. Yeah, in a beautiful way, a, so, a beautiful way. So we have Pastor Dave Berge, yep. who is also the producer of Easy A. That's an exciting <laughs> uh, backstory. You know, and I own that, I own that. So uh, who are you? And what oh, are you doing here? Justify well that, your presence on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I am uh, your parishioner. Is that a correct term? Yeah, I think term? that's the right am term. Am I using con- it in the... Con- congregant? Congregant. I congregate yes. when you tell me yes. to congregate with others. Yes. I come and congregate. Yes. So, no, I attend the church that, Dave, that you planted. Mm-hmm. And, um, and why a podcast? Why not? Is my first answer to that. Yeah. That's like freshman, you know, saucy freshman 101 philosophy answer. Why? Why not, man? (laughs) (laughs) Give me an A. I love it. Uh, An easy A. Easy A, yeah. Oh, callback. You're going to have to work for it starting already. Oh, that's great. Uh, No, but I am involved in... Uh, I'm involved in comedy and podcasting and voice work and stuff like that. Look it up. It's probably in our bios. Just look below yeah, on look this. Yeah, look in your bios. Yeah, you'll see stream. who you are. You'll figure out who we are. Yeah. 
Uh, well, that's exciting. Well, you know what I think we should do before we get to... I promised we would uh, reveal our hidden secret of our title, but that's not happening yet. Ooh. First, we are going to answer one of the biggest questions in the universe, and we will continue to do that. That's kind of the goal of this podcast, yes. isn't it? In a postmodern world, there are, uh, there's a lot of muddled thinking out there. Um, and there's a lot of thinking and opinions in general. Yes. And, and our perspective is what? Well, I think that our perspective is, I mean, it's a distinctively Christian one, I would say. You know, within the broad stream of Christian orthodoxy, there you will find us uh, swimming. Um, I, I hope so, since you are a pastor yes. and church Well, fighter. you know, you know. Uh, uh, but uh, so we will, you know, be swimming within that broad stream. Uh, and two... I think kind of the in this postmodern age, you know, it's an age of, of skepticism, um, incredulity, you yeah. might say. And uh, and it's not that, you know, there's all these people running around here there who are sort of, you know, hardcore atheists, you know, Dawkins, Richard Dawkins quoting uh, disciples. But I would say the pervasive mood um, of, uh, of contemporary culture is one of at least, you know, sort of the, the, we've seeded the ground, the smart people, sort of the default position is, is skepticism or agnosticism, if not outright atheism. And we just want to say like, um, you know, you don't need to be ashamed or embarrassed to hold, uh, you know, Christian convictions. And in fact, there's a lot of great reasons for them. And so we want people to have a proper confidence and a proper grounding, um, in their theological perspective. And so to think well, uh, and to live well and Christianly uh, in the world in this postmodern age. So Right, and also possibly uh, if we have non-Christian listeners and even your hardcore atheists, which yes. we welcome, yes. um, to give them a, a, at least a second thought. Like, why do you think this way? It, it, examine it. Because I know that, that for a lot of people, and I don't mean to cast aspersions, people hold opinions without really having thought through them, because I can say that only because I have done that yes. many, 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 yes. many times. I've grounded huge parts of my thought in the past upon that without even thinking of it, because, well, that's what everyone, you know, everyone's doing that. Isn't that the thing? So hopefully, anyway, I'm just saying we're welcoming people to listen to this and with an open mind to think, you know, if you have, you hold the exact opposite of opinion of me, at least know why you hold it. And hold it strongly. And that Chesterton thing. We That's, want yeah. we want people to know why you believe your stuff. What do you mean by that Chesterton thing? What is that <laughs> Chesterton thing? We'll Mike? get to that. That's oh. down That's the road. That's another teaser. We're teasing. Oh, that's See a how tease. good we are at this? Oh, gosh. It's all, te- it's all tease. <laughs> it's and no all actual tease. content. There's no meat. It's all bread. Until next time. <laughs> no but yeah, meat. No, absolutely. And, and just to say that we you know welcome people who hold their convictions strongly. But just hold your convictions strongly having thought about them and having thought about that you know instead of taking a sort of a straw man or a childish caricature of the person who disagrees with you you know right right listen think about it think about it a bit all right well let's jump in and and i think we set the ground we seeded the ground Mm -hmm. we watered it Mm -hmm. for this question Mm -hmm. um let me let me give you a proposition okay proposition is this there is no god there is no evidence for god so it makes as much sense to believe in say the flying spaghetti monster if you want to believe in this ridiculous God, I'm, not, I'm going to believe in this pasta beast. And we're both on equal footing, pretty much. Right? So how do you, as a Christian and a pastor and a planter mm. and a fan of Star Wars, mm. but again, I'm teasing. <laughs> okay. uh, how, do you, how do you answer that? Well, I, I start by saying, and I'm gonna, I, I think I'm going to make a provocative statement here. I hope this is provocative. Okay. That before sort of, you know, laying out any of the evidence um, 
for believing in God. Uh, I will start with the proposition that actually to rationally hold a belief in God, I don't need any evidence whatsoever. None. No, no evidence whatsoever. In fact, wow, wow, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) Belief in God is something that is uh, what the philosopher Alvin Plantinga, um, who was at Notre Dame, he's honorably. Uh, retired. He's been honorably discharged honorably from his discharged. duties. There. Yes, from his duties. Uh, uh, but he's a uh, um, uh, uh, reformed Christian, meaning he comes from sort of the Calvinist stream of uh, of Christianity, and and he's a you know very well regarded philosopher. And, and so he talked about sort of the warrantedness of belief in God, and he said that certain beliefs, certain propositions, are properly basic, meaning that we don't ground them in anything else. We just hold them. And in fact, give, give me examples. So here's here's another example. The belief in other people having minds, right? So, Mike, I'm standing across here. I'm looking right at you. We both have microphones in front of our faces. I hold that what's, you know, roughly happening in my mind right now is I'm looking out. I'm seeing you. um, I'm generating thoughts and observations uh, that that same thing is happening between your two ears right now as well. Okay, so that's another properly That basic is a belief. properly basic belief. It's funny you bring that up because when I was in junior high, there was a kid that we used to tease um, by saying, uh, prove that you have a brain. <laughs> and he, and I guess he should have just said, well, it's a properly basic belief and I don't have to prove it. But he, we spent almost a year and he'd come in with a new sheet of like reasons. Well, because, and we'd say, and how, did he ever how convince do you know? You? Well, we were just, <laughs> it was just pure trolling, mm-hmm. but he, it became sort of an elaborate game. It wasn't a mean thing because he liked the okay. challenge, but none of us knew what we were talking about in philosophy, but Alvin Plantica does. He does. And, he, so he says, and that's a properly you know, based. Yeah. Or like things like a belief in the past, you know, um, like we, I can't prove to you that the world wasn't, uh, you know, created five minutes ago with appearance of age. And I have all of these, you know. Uh, uh, thoughts implanted in my head, or I can't put, prove to you that we're not in some matrix type scenario, you know, where uh, where I'm a brain in a vat. I think we all agree that we are, right? <laughs> but at least we're killing time with podcasts yeah. until we're stripped out of the goo and, uh... <laughs> and and our and our bodies are harvested for energy. But yeah, I never thought of that. Empiricists, what do they say? Like in p- people who is that the proper term for people who only believe what they can see, touch, smell, taste, yeah. etc.? Yeah. yeah. How do they even deal with five minutes in the past? Because you could you could give them the the uh, matrix argument, right? You, you, you I say, think like, I think you could. I, I mean, it's, so it's it's a properly basic belief is 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 just one that you say like there are certain beliefs which are um, foundational, which like you can't really argue like you don't argue behind them and establish some you know logical chain that leads you to that belief like you just accept it on the face of it because that is reasonable. It's properly basic in order to operate in the world. Uh, we need to sort of hold on to that. And so um, what planning is really critiquing is a big word here, an epistemological assumption (laughs) called classical foundationalism. Yes. So that just means like a theory, you know, epistemology is the study of how we know things, how we understand things. And planning a critiques classical foundationalism, which says like all of our beliefs have to be like grounded upon some, you know, logically deduced other beliefs. And he says, actually, you know, no, we can't get, at a certain point we hit you bedrock. You can't start anywhere yes. unless you have a properly basic Right. Belief. It can't be like an infinite regression, yeah. you know, to, uh, so you just, you it, gotta start from It's somewhere. a little kid going, prove it. We'll prove that. 
will prove that then, right? If you, if yeah. you don't have a bedrock somewhere. Yes, yes exactly, exactly. Okay. And so we all recognize that that's childish and absurd to just keep doing that. And so planning us as like, you know, that's not a... So classical foundationalism, like, that doesn't work. We just need some bedrock beliefs that we start from. And we just sort of go, well, how, how come? Well, just because, just so. And that's not irrational. And there's no sort of evidentialist objection that you can bring to that. Well, why then is... Okay, so that's a... a to Plantiga, that's a properly basic belief. The belief that God exists, yes. The spaghetti monster people, mm-hmm. which I believe you told me in the past, is Pastafarian. Pasta, Pastafarian is what they call themselves. And it, uh, you know, if you go on Facebook and you were trying to make that your religion, that would totally be possible and, and doable. So, yeah, so the people who, you know, hold to this sort of poke, poke in the eye at, at, at Yeah, Christians. the intention is clear. Like, this is so ridiculous, and so is yes, that. Yes. So, oh, so what does he say then? Why is the spaghetti monster not properly basic? So what planting would say, and, um, you know, if you're a planting expert uh, and you want to reply to this, not. please, please <laughs> do. But here's my understanding of, of what I read from him is that um, what are the conditions— under which uh, a belief in God would be properly basic. Um, and so the conditions under which a belief in, uh, like, a God, we're talking about the Christian God who, you know, basically the God of theism, right? The creator, uh, a God who created the universe and who ordered it in such a way that it gave rise to intelligent beings such as ourselves, and that uh, God desires some form of relationship with with these beings whom he's he's created and you know endowed with his intelligence like so that that belief is properly basic because the conditions upon which that belief arises are the kind of universe that we live in you know right they're the things we see and observe and note around us exactly it's what i always want to say to people who who say well i you have a ridiculous belief and i go that's great what's yours what's your cosmology yes. where did the world come from mm-hmm. mine at least covers it you may laugh at it and think it's absurd but it covers those problems it, it, that we all have you don't get out of the problem just cuz you go i don't believe in god done you have to still answer the question no there's right? no there's no escaping the problems the problems are there and the the questions are there the, the interesting questions are there still and so like you know, in the kind of universe that we see, you know, one that that gave rise to us as, you know, thinking, hoping, praying beings, we can say, well, does a belief in a in the kind of God I'm talking about um, seem to be a plausible bedrock belief? I would say, you know, absolutely. And so then the question is, well, what's the what universe gives the plausible belief for a flying spaghetti monster? You know, what, what universe are you imagining to give rise to that? Okay. Well, there we go. That is an interesting thing to think about. We're going to wrap up all these ideas, Mr. Plantiga and properly basic beliefs and why we are here and all those things. We're going to wrap up everything in the universe when we return. And also, as I promised, we'll reveal the secret of our name as well as our lightning round only game, which we will play. Yes. Every time I say it, you must provide <laughs> the lightning sound effect. So we'll be right back right after Welcome back to Light Trees Walking Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that break. I enjoyed it immensely. 
Dave, what did you do over the break? Well, I got some tea. It's you brewed me some tea. It's not tea. It's it a, not tea. What, Mike? What am I drinking? Oh, it's the hot new drink, Roybus. All the kids are drinking it. South African, full of antioxidants. We're with it. Oh, hip now with it and wow. It's like the hot South African kombucha. It is. Please uh, give us a little of South African accent, can you? Yes, me brew. It's Dalek, yeah? Oh, man. I feel like I'm in <laughs> Johannesburg. That's more Cape Town, Mike. But, oh, uh, Cape Town. Oh, yeah. sorry. sorry. It's, very, it's very different. Thank you for educating me. All right. Anyway, we are back, uh, despite what you may have thought. Uh, and now it's time. I promised you this, and I will not disappoint you. We will reveal the hidden secrets that lie deep within the title of our podcast. Dave, please explain it. Happily. Well, see, so the name of the podcast, just to remind you if you've forgotten by this point, is Like Trees Walking. And the place where that comes from is it's an obscure New Testament reference. It comes from the Gospel of Mark, mm-hmm. chapter 8. And so what's happening there is it's this very interesting healing that Jesus does of this blind man. He comes in to this village. Uh, there's a blind man, and Jesus spits on his eyes Directly in on his eyes. <laughs> he spits directly on his eyes, lays hands on him, and then says, do you see anything? And the guy says, yes, I do. I see people, but they're like trees walking. Ooh. And then Jesus like uh, finishes the job, and then the guy can see fine. Um, and so the reason that I thought that was a great podcast title was sort of the provisional nature of our seeing as, you know, finite uh, fallen human beings is that you know yeah like we 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 see some things and though we might not see totally clearly what they are it's at least worth putting it out there and so we see in part we believe one day we'll see in full we'll see in full yes we see now as though through a glass darkly darkly, darkly exactly so it's kind of it's kind of that you know so obscure um a little you know a, a little esoteric but well there it is now yeah the secret has been revealed. We are all, you, even you out there listening to this, you're like a tree walking. No, wait. Are you like the guy seeing like the trees you walking? You see th- Yes. Wow, maybe by the end of this podcast, I'll learn what that means. <laughs> you're like the guy seeing sort of partially, so. That is, uh, that is the secret revealed at last, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. And why don't we wrap up now? Dave, with the uh, uh, just the discussion we had been talking earlier about the sort of ridiculous objections. Well, I'm sorry, I'm editorializing. Yes. The objections to uh, to the existence of God that go along the lines of you believe in that that ridiculous fairy tale. I believe in this ridiculous fairy yes, tale. And, the and, the and, pasta monster or whatever. And look, like since you think the pasta monster is ridiculous. You know, can't you see that your belief is equally as ridiculous as this and sort of groundless and, you know, without basis? And, you know, so basically be shamed because I've succeeded in mocking you. And right. Your I've made up an equally plausible thing, which is obviously ridiculous. And we say, we discussed this earlier, what is, what is the wrap-up? What is the thing people should take away from that particular argument, at least? Why should we not listen to that argument? Well, the, the I mean— you know, the first thing that I want to say about this is that we just need to look at the type of claim 
that is being made. And so when someone's making a claim about their belief, their insincere belief in the flying spaghetti monster, like that is not even in the same uh, universe as the claim that a Christian makes in a belief in God, right? So Christians are not claiming a belief in an invisible being. You know, that's not the whole point of what we're saying. The point of what we're saying is uh, we inhabit a, you know, universe which is created which has given rise to uh, intelligent, conscious beings like ourselves. And so, you know, this is, is not a crazy belief. Like, we are making a belief about that kind of a being, a being who is the creator of the cosmos and the very ground of our existence and our consciousness. So those are not even in the same league as Right, and, and, and what I always say to people who would dismiss my claims of believing in a God that created the universe is, when you scoff at in this fashion of this this is a ridiculous claim your work is not done because we still are all faced with the same problems there is a universe there wasn't always a universe and so it was created who created it what is your cosmology to be fancy about Mm it um also morality seems to exist at least you want me to be moral in your fashion and i want you to be moral in in mine and so since it seems to exist where did it come from? And if it didn't come from anywhere, then we're talking past each other and we're talking nonsense. So the point is that when you say these dismissive comments, you, you've done, you haven't done your work. You haven't done the shovel work to get to the base. You still need to come up with the answers too. We're all in the same boat. Yep. So yep. These, these casual dismissals, they don't cut it. No. That's all we're saying, right? Yes, exactly. And 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 we're not saying that oh, we our work is totally finished. No, um, at all. And we're not saying I'm not even making the claim that we're right on all these yeah. things. I believe I'm right. Otherwise, mm. I wouldn't hold those views. <laughs> I believe I am right. But I'm saying even putting that aside, the the flying spaghetti monster hasn't made any of the hasn't done any of the work to say okay, here's my story. I lay mine out. Finish laughing at my story. Now give me yours. That's all we're saying. That's it. And yeah, so casual dismissal, um, you know, uh, trolling like that. It just, it, 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 it doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't do the job that you think it's doing. Yeah. So just do a little more work. Happy to listen to your arguments for the spaghetti monster and we'll take them one by one, but you haven't made any. Yeah. Make and them and then we'll talk. I can't it. believe in a flying spaghetti monster that isn't, uh, isn't like a tortellini. <laughs> That would be your choice for it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the fi- the form of pasta matters quite a bit. Tricolored or uh, yeah. I'm not comfortable with multiple colors in my pasta. I, I, here's my problem with the multicolored okay. pasta. Just tell me. They all taste the same, but they're different colors. So you know there's like other ingredients in there, but there's no they're not adding flavor. Yeah. There's there's something disturbing about that. Like I want a distinct difference between the colors otherwise this is just all, this is smoke and mirrors. And it it's is, disturbing. Man. It is, man. It's like M&M's. Yeah. Oh, are you a brown M&M guy? I'm an anti-tan M&M guy. That's all, okay. that's all I am. Well, your work is not done, Dave. I promised uh, a lightning round. Uh, you. Thank you. Lightning round, uh, explain the game, is that I uh, bring up questions that may or may not have a moral component. You have a very limited time to come up with an answer that satisfies me and only me. Okay, you I are am the judge. judge, jury, and yes, the executioner. Oh, wow, that sounds could pleasant. Happen. This might be a one-off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure that out later on. Uh, so here we go. Just uh, use your best judgment. 
think about it, but give me a, a quick answer. All right. And you can ask follow-ups, um, but again, the point system is completely arbitrary in whatever I feel like doing. All, All right. right. You ready? All right. Begin the lightning round. <laughs> Rolling Stones or the Beatles? That's an easy question. Yes. yes. The Beatles. That is correct for uh, 11 and a half points. Rest in peace. Uh, who's the producer who just... Oh, uh, George Martin. Rest in peace, George Martin. One of the many fifth Beatles who have been identified. And please, there. everyone who thought George R.R. R. Martin had died and wouldn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> false alarm. <laughs> He's still alive and living, I believe, in Texas and running a movie theater. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So Don't worry. That's true. Was, there still will be more naked dwarves on that's HBO. Correct. Uh, question two. I think you were trying to distract me there. Keep focused on the lightning All right, round. all right, all right. Driving slowly in the passing lane and refusing to move over. Should, Comment. Should be a capital crime. That is correct. I put morally repugnant. You are right. That's 11 and three quarters points. Okay. Name the best rap song of the 80s. The best rap song of the 80s. The best rap song of the 1980s. Is. Oh, yes, I did mean the 1980s. <laughs> Thank the, you for clarifying. Of the 1880s is. I uh, know the best, okay, the best rap song of the 1980s. That's an easy question. Well, it depends on how you want to look at no, it. No, no, stop it, qualifying. Answer. Okay, okay, okay. It is. Lightning round. It is. <laughs> I've been struck. It is The Message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Mm, that is incorrect. It is Funky Cold Medina. Kind of a trick question. That was 1989. Wow. Yes. All right. Making your own homebrewed kombucha. Comment, please. Um, makes you a delightful, whimsical, uh, wonderful person. Um, yeah. No, that is incorrect. It is completely lame. I'm sorry about that. But, Mike... You make your own homemade I know kombucha. I served you some today. And it, was, it is delicious. It was delicious. It was so it was so fizzy. It was wonderful. I know, but I feel shame every time and I serve one up. You know how many oxidants are left in my body? <laughs> like none. I give you the kombucha to oxidize you and then I antioxidize you with the rooibos. Mm -hmm. We'll discuss that later. Yes. Is it okay to steal a loaf of bread to feel your feel your <laughs> Yeah. If only to feel its soft supple crust. All right, let's restart that. Okay. Is it okay to steal a loaf of bread to feed your family if the guy you're stealing it from is one of those people who drive slowly in the left lane and refuse to move over? Lightning round. Yes. Yes, that is right. 11 and a half points. Can you juggle it all, Dave? Um, yes, I can juggle. Um, how, many, I, how many balls? I cannot juggle balls. Um, cigar boxes? I cannot juggle cigar boxes. I cannot juggle uh, bowling pins. I can juggle scarves. Up to four scarves at once. Four scarves? Do they have like rocks in them? No, they're like work? those. Either they're like those. Like it's like you cut out a piece of like tool and you toss it in the air and you and you. Oh, so like it. little kid juggling. Yeah, like little kid juggling. So I'm, like you're three. Yes, ex exactly. All right, I'll give you one point. Can for you that. can you juggle, Mike? I can juggle uh, three balls and I can do tricks with them. Oh. I can also, uh, from my time at working at a restaurant. I worked at TGI Fridays for several years. Mm. <laughs> I can uh, spin any flat uniform object on my finger repeatedly and endlessly. It will never stop. What do you mean a flat uniform object? Well, like a menu or a or a book that's that's flat enough. And I mean, you know, that's would flat. you do that to like entertain the? You yeah. we had menus that were large, and you would just stand at the door and with my index finger just repeatedly spinning. 
Did did the you menu. have did you have flair, Mike? I did. I did have flair. Okay. Um, that's a, a, an interesting story. I the uh, <laughs> I was mocked for my lack of flair, and then I bought a box of buttons and covered my entire shirt. <laughs> So that I clanked as I walked. Was it, it a variety pack of buttons or like all the same buttons? It was just from a garage sale. Oh, okay. So it was a variety and it had, you know, like go Nixon and stuff like, like that. Like whip inflation <laughs> exactly. or whatever. Okay. I'm sure it was like three quarters <laughs> whip inflation now. And uh, that was seen as an act of sarcasm and rebellion. And I was told to then scale back on my flair. <laughs> Be and, consistent, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. You got me off track I'm sorry, again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, sandals with socks, yay or nay? Comment either way. Mm-hmm. I will say I will say that sandals with socks are acceptable if the person um, seems kind of crunchy enough, sort of granola enough. You know that if they have their like uh, wool socks with their uh, you know Birkenstock sandals and they are so if the whole ensemble fits. Yes, the, yes, the... yes, exactly. To me, that feels like a very um, authentic. Uh, and, and really fashion-appropriate use okay. of the combination of sandals and That was a very, socks. very thoughtful answer. I, I was very happy with it. Unfortunately, it's wrong. Oh, you can only no. do it if you're over the age of 50. Sorry about that. So you lose uh, uh, points. Are you over the age of 50, Mike? <laughs> well, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Is this to excuse your sandals uh, and socks? Bluetooth headsets, yay or nay? We're talking about the hands-free, you know, the in-your-ear. Oh, oh, yay, because, I mean, you're driving down the road, and, and you can talk on that self. You can you can be closing the deal. ABC, always be closing. And you need that hands-free Bluetooth headset to do that. Also a well-thought-out answer, and I liked it a lot. Unfortunately, it's wrong again. Uh... It is morally repugnant. Uh, it helps you to drive in the left lane slowly, and therefore, <laughs> even tangentially, it is wrong. Uh, complete this phrase, mbop. Um, well, Mike, did you bring this up because it was recently the 20th anniversary of Hanson's smash number one single, mbop? Uh, of course. I have been hanging on. I was there for the 19th. I was there for the 18th, all the way back to the first anniversary. I've been hanging on that. So really yes. a benchmark uh, moment in American popular culture. And, you know... Um, the Hanson brothers. Oh, which Hanson brother are you? The ugly older one, the heartthrob middle one, or the cute little? Hey, one? hey! The ugly older one has turned out is not bad. I think they've sort of all evened out into a midline. <laughs> they're, no, they're good-looking guys, and the the ugly older one who had to compete with the cute, you know, moppets. Yeah. Has now sort of he's he's fine. And was it that he wasn't like ugly, but that he was just an awkward teenager? Yeah, he was just was. he wasn't ugly at all. He just compared to you. It's like never act with kids, you know, never act with children or animals yeah. because you, no matter who you are. Yeah. And he he acted with his two child brothers, which was a mistake. <laughs> and since he was an awkward teen, he didn't know enough uh, not okay. to do that. Okay, so what was the question again? <laughs> so you keep distracting me. This is a this very. Uh, this is insidious of you. Complete the phrase. Mbop. Shoop a doop a doop. Ooh ya da pa boop. Doop a doop a doop. Oh, that is incorrect. It was close. I would have accepted, even though the answer is ba doop a dop ba bop. I would have accepted. I would have accepted literally any other garbage than you just did. You sounded like you were the scat man. Skip it a bit. Or that's that's Treasure Island Resort and Casino, actually. But. 
Uh, anyway, you're wrong. Okay, I sorry. I think the point of that. I'm sorry. Uh, final, uh, final question, final answer, final chance. This is worth 10,000 points, oh so maybe gosh. you can get out of the hole you're in now. What's the age cutoff where it's still appropriate to fist bump? Are, do we explode at, at the end of the fist bump, or are we just bumping fists? I have no more information just for you. This is the, just have, a, yeah. You know, you there, have to answer it on its there own is terms. No, you know what? There is no cutoff that's a ageless type of a thing it's it's something that brings generations together it brings cultures together uh, people from different political perspectives a fist bump is a universal sign that hey man like we're in this together it is man's humanity to his fellow man is that what you're saying pretty much yeah precisely that is also a touching and, and very, very cogent answer. Unfortunately, it's wrong. The age cutoff is 12 years old, and then you should just stop. You know, just stop. It's just ridiculous. So uh, make sure, if you're being bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah, kids, make sure that you get that, you make sure you get that fist bump in before you do that, or, uh, or uh, Mr. Nelson here is uh, going to be looking down his nose at you. That is correct. Anyway, that's the lightning round, and unfortunately, you, you, you failed. Really I lost 10,000 points. You lost 10,000 points on really one bad. question alone. That's really bad. Yeah, but uh, but no, you've got a chance to make it up. We'll do it. Uh, we'll do it again on the next podcast. Uh, brush up on all things before then, okay? Because you never know. What I will. I, I, uh, I. We once had a final in this college class called developmental psychopathology, wow. and someone asked. They said, "Hey, to the teacher for the final. You know, it's big, thick textbook." They said, "Can you tell us what we should study for, maybe for the final?" And she said, "Yes." Everything. Ooh. <laughs> Everything. So I will study. And your heart sank. Yes. So for this, yeah, same thing applies. All right. Everything in the universe. All right. Because that's what we're talking about here on Like Trees Walking. We're talking about the big, important questions. We're talking about it from a Christian perspective, but we'll talk about all things. Mm-hmm. The things that matter, though. Yes. And we hope you enjoyed our discussion today. And we will see you next time. I'm Like Trees Walking. I am Mike Nelson. I'm Dave Berge. So long. See ya.